1: Happy new year and welcome back to the links golf podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford welcoming you into 2023 alongside Joe Passoff. Joe, how you doing? How's your new year? Any highlights so far here? Just a few days in.
0: So far, Al, it's been on the quiet side. Thank you very much for inquiring, but I have a feeling things are going to get moving ramped up very quickly. And, uh, you know, especially, wow, just open open the email, open social media, and you've got great new course possibilities popping up all over the place. So I, I think I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, you may be hinting specifically at, just to let everyone in on that news, that Pinehurst Resort announced that Tom Doak is going to be doing the 10th course there uh, at Pinehurst, which is a big, big deal um and obviously uh major news to start out the new year um you know for me personally i I don't think i've had much yet Uh, we'll go to the pga show here later this month in january maybe see some new stuff and have some things to talk about after that uh but we we got a, a second birthday party coming up for my son this weekend it's uh it's not golf themed but We're working on that. He likes to roll a golf ball around the house and and make dents in our uh, floorboards and things like that. But uh, we're going to stick with the uh, trucks theme, construction area trucks, uh, and work on that golf bit later. Uh, If you have any advice, Joe, on how to maybe shift his interest, I'm, I'm all ears.
0: Well, I think trucks are okay at this point. Uh, (laughs) I don't know that he needs to be the next tiger at two or three years old quite yet, but I'm glad and encouraged that he's got the golf ball rolling around. And, um, you know, especially if you can get him on some wild pitch surfaces, uh, you'll have him prepared to watch the Kapalua telecast coming up from uh, on the PGA tour. There you uh,
1: go. Wasn't tiger on the Johnny Carson show how old was he when he did that?
0: Close. It was the Mike Douglas show, Mike Douglas, uh, which was a similar, you know, talk show kind of thing. And Bob Hope was uh, on that telecast, and uh, I know I uh, I'm a big Tiger fan. I should know this, whether he was two or whether he was three, but um, yeah, he he stole the show.
1: Yeah. Well, anyways, New Year brings new things to talk about uh new ideas new courses as joe mentioned and our topic today is going to be not a new idea but uh something that we haven't covered specifically on the podcast yet so today we're going to call- talk about some golf trails uh, you've un- undoubtedly heard of a golf trail or two most everyone listening to this has probably heard of the RTJ the Robert Trent Jones trail in Alabama which stretches over 26 courses, not over, 26 courses uh, and 468 holes there in Alabama. Uh, But we wanted to do a little digging and and see what else was out there in the world of golf trails, Um, and I think Joe has maybe experience on on one or two. Uh, You may not even realize that you were playing a golf course that was part of a golf trail at one point um, because some new ones have popped up and decided to – you know, make a collection of courses all built around the same idea. So, uh, maybe I'll start there and and then let Joe talk about, uh, some of the history of, of golf trails. But, uh, essentially when you're talking about a golf trail, uh, it's a group of courses and they jointly promote, uh, an idea or a region, an area of the country, uh, to become a golf destination. Uh, so, it could be under an architect like the RTJ Golf Trail. It could be specifically just a a region of the of a state and the different courses you can play in a certain area, uh, and then making a, a loop, a map trail around there uh, to say that you you have done completed a golf trip uh, covering some sort of spectrum. That's a baseline for you on golf trails. But Joe, where where did we see this idea kind of begin?
0: Well, Al, uh, happy new year and happy trails. That <laughs> uh, That is our theme today. And uh, indeed, yeah, the whole concept of a golf trail started in Alabama. Uh, started with David Balmer, who was uh, in charge of figuring out what to do with some pension money. And at the same time, he was trying to figure out how to do what he needed to do to enhance the value of that pension money. Um, he also had something that said, you know, Alabama just should have a better attraction, a better feel for something positive. And he looked at golf and, uh, the upscale notion, the, the positives that golf carried and said, uh, you know, why don't we, why don't we bring this concept and get people to stop driving through our state and actually stop in our state for golf. So he conceived of the idea of the Robert Trent Jones golf trail, uh, back when Robert Trent Jones senior was, um, uh, certainly still vibrant around alive, obviously, uh, around the early nineties. And although, uh, Trent Sr. had help specifically with uh, senior architect Roger Rulovich. Um, It was just a great marketing ploy because all of these places were built from scratch. Every facility on the Robert Trent Jones Trail was built from scratch. And the idea behind it was, again, let's bring a little public course glory to Alabama and offer facilities and golf courses for people who would never otherwise get the chance to play courses of that quality and experience clubhouses of that quality because typically what Alabama and many other states had was for public golf was just muni golf and you know understandably so things were pretty bare bones about those operations so uh, I believe they started with seven different sites in Alabama and uh, eventually moved up to 10 and uh, acquired an existing one along the way and so forth. And in many cases built 18 holes on a par three course or 36 holes, 36 in a par three course. Um, it, it varied, but the designs themselves were fairly consistent. The clubhouses were of universal quality. And it was a smashing success. It achieved everything it wanted to do, whether it made as much money as the planners had hoped for is is a different matter. But in terms of changing the perception, um, you had people of all strata who said, let's go do the Trent Jones Trail. And understandably, there were many others that followed across the country who said, well, shoot, this is great. Let's uh, let's create our own trail." So not much was done, if any, with courses built from scratch and facilities built from scratch at that point. But in linking some of pre-existing facilities and uh, using the theme, a marketing ploy, let's call it a trail and get folks out to do that. So uh, that's my off the top of my head, (laughs) kind of in a nutshell, where golf trails come from.
1: And the RTJ golf trail specifically, you know, it's public, uh, they have packages where you can segment, uh, cause this covers the entire state of Alabama. If you look at the, uh, the map of the trail, if you were to do the RTJ golf trail, Joe, what, what would be your approach? Uh, like, how do you begin on a, on a version of this that you're talking about 26 different courses um where do you start
0: well i think you start by prioritizing you know what you want in your golf vacation uh if you've got the summer off say it's a little warm in alabama this summer but people play golf all the time um and you're just a course collector and you want to do them all and and do alabama just check 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 um certainly doable because uh, virtually all of the courses, and this was by design, are connected at least to the interstate system. So, um, you know, you can get where you're going at a decent rate of speed and try another one. What's more common, however, is one site at a time or possibly two, uh, depending if you have a weekend to do it, a long weekend or one week, so to speak. you know again i mean there are people that want to check off every course but there are others that say hey this was this was really good let's play this one again sort of thing so for geographic proximity if it's birmingham per se and you know that's what you're doing there and it's just a you know a few hours from atlanta or you know wherever you're coming from um and knock off one or two of the birmingham area sites uh if it's a, another golf course in a different part of the state and you're coming because you want to go in Northern Alabama, um, or something, you know, closer to the Louisiana border or, you know, however it works. That's probably the easiest way to digest the trail. And then once you've had the experience, Hey, let's try another one. You know, that, that was interesting. That was fun. Um, and, and let's see what else uh, it offers, but gosh, the value sure was there. For my money, (laughs) (laughs) right. I haven't done all the stops even after all these years of travel, but um, you know, the quality of the golf was so strong. And, you know, I think as starting places uh, there's one, not too far from Auburn university uh, that was called uh, grand national that had the lakes and the links. Uh, So a little, a little bit more out there a little bit, more rural if you will uh but just two superb challenging golf courses uh where no matter what your tastes in architecture were uh, you'd come away impressed uh both with the playing value and the monetary value uh and then again invariably almost every golf course on the trench owns trail is pretty darn challenging Many of them with the old master style of elevated greens, big tattered edge bunkers. I mean, it helps to be a, a player and, uh, and and be long enough to handle these cor- courses. In addition to uh, you know the aerial game, frankly, uh, and and handling those along with the uh, bring your sand game, um, big big bunkers and so forth. Uh, the other one I think that that most people would talk about is uh, near Birmingham in Hoover called Ross Bridge. And that was just a single facility with 18 holes, but an excellent golf course that hosted the Champions Tour players for a number of years, along with outstanding clubhouse, hotel, um, and that sort of thing. So... Uh, I don't think there's really a weak link in the bunch which is a nice thing whatever your preferences are and some of the pricing's a little different too so that should tell you where the trail itself feels about accessibility and value but um you know if you don't love the Trent Jones style of golf course architecture uh you may want to find a different trip but if you appreciate you know, these kinds of golf courses at a very fair price, uh, outstanding.
1: Yeah. And you say, maybe think about a different trip, but you don't have to think about deviating from the the trail. If that's what you're into, if, if, if the idea of completing a task by checking off every box on a trail is something that intrigues you, then, uh, Alabama's not the only place that has a golf trail, as Joe mentioned. It's been uh, mimicked or, or copycatted in other places as well. Um, you can go on on sites, and whether they're official or not, there's dozens of golf trails that you can navigate through and, and try to figure out something close to you. Uh, where else have you seen, Joe, um, maybe something noteworthy in terms of the the golf trail and I, I know we we talked before we started recording uh this idea is, is also extended across the pond as well uh, and there are trails in uh in Scotland and uh, other European countries what other trails Joe do you do you know of that are of note
0: well some that I've experienced Al uh that I that I really enjoyed uh, I didn't necessarily formalize the trail aspect of it because it was really more of a marketing ploy. Um, but I did try to check off the various courses that were associated with them um, because they were, they were fun and, uh, and, and had plenty of variety. Uh, one was in Louisiana, what they call the Audubon golf trail. And that included at one time, the TPC Louisiana, which uh, has hosted the Zurich classic for many years, uh, Pete Dye design that was not one of his you know uh, bigger beatdowns so to speak it was uh, a little more calm on flat land but uh, again a uh, good fun my favorite course on the Audubon Trail was the Audubon Park layout which was a redesigned course of Par 62 and uh, that was just pure old world old south you could actually take a trolley car to Audubon Park with your golf clubs and uh, hop off, play the golf course. You had people in the park right next door to some of the holes, you know, kids in strollers, skateboards going on. It really felt kind of Scottish, like being right in the center of the town, so to speak. And um, along with some really nice holes and nice scenery itself. So, uh, you know, that was one the Audubon Golf Trail. I, I did uh, another one that was a part of what, what they called the Santa Fe golf trail in New Mexico. Um, uh, a pretty good hike for almost anybody to get out to get to, but once you got there, well worth uh, those golf courses that were part of the Santa Fe trail, including a few near Albuquerque, uh, of course, Paco Ridge, uh, not too far from Albuquerque on the way to Santa Fe, um, Black Mesa, which is back going again after a, a couple of stops and starts, and so forth. Spectacular high desert scenery out in New Mexico, um, and those are those are a couple more that come to mind that, you know, that I was able to experience. And uh, although those were more loosely assembled, if you will, uh, without kind of one stop pricing and lodging and and that kind of thing, uh, it was it was still easy enough to find and figure out. So. Uh, What about yourself, Al?
1: Well, I was just looking up as you were talking about those two. And and the the Audubon Golf Trail is still something that uh, looks like very much exists. And it's 18 golf courses around Louisiana and and made up of uh, popular cities in the state from New Orleans to Baton Rouge to Lafayette. And uh, Alexandria, Lake Charles, some of those bigger known Louisiana cities uh, is what constitutes uh, the the 18 members of the Ottoman Golf Trail. Uh, So wide variety and and widely dispersed.
0: Yeah. And another thing, if you like eating good food on your golf vacation, uh, Louisiana is a pretty strong spot. It may not be on everybody's New Year diet, but uh, you know, after you've had a nice day on the golf course, uh, it's pretty easy to find something fantastic to eat in the old sportsman's paradise.
1: In terms of other golf trails, I thought may be notable. uh, One in particular uh, is Indiana uh, has the Pete Dye Golf Trail, which you may know this or you may not, but there's no state that has more Pete Dye golf courses than Indiana. And so the Pete Dye Golf Trail consists of seven courses uh, tied to Pete Dye, uh, from well-known names like the Pete Dye course at French Lick, uh, Brickyard Crossing in Indianapolis, the Campin course, Purdue University's golf course, uh, and a few others on there. So that that's a, a quick seven-course loop around the state of Indiana, all Pete Dye.
0: Al, that's some seriously good trivia, to think that you can find the most Pete Dye courses in Indiana, of course, where he, uh, although he was born in Ohio, um, made Indiana his home, uh, made a seriously good living as an insurance salesman, but developed a passion for course design, changed his mind about things after his first trip to Scotland in 1963, came back and introduced some of those Scottish links concepts to American golf, uh, incorporated them uh, into his own designs, of course, pot bunkers, railroad ties, and and the like. And um, you know, he's been gone for a couple years now, but every time the players' championship rolls around or a major gets played at Whistling Straits or Kiowa's Ocean Course, I mean, we're reminded of what a genius Pete Dye was. So yeah, if you're paying homage to courses and you're an architecture buff, uh the Pete Dye Trail in Indiana sounds like a good one.
1: It's said that uh On their website, if you complete the Pete Dye Golf Trail, you are awarded with an official Pete Dye Golf Trail pin flag for your efforts. So you can hang that up on the wall.
0: And I don't know if this is published or not, but if you can complete the trail using just one golf ball, that's got to be worth a million dollars, (laughs) right?
1: That has is one of the more unlikely things that you'll do if you try your hand (laughs) at this this particular golf trail.
0: Well, Al, I think that, uh, as I mentioned uh, just a minute ago, Pete got a lot of his inspiration from uh, playing some of the great old Scottish courses on his first trip there in 1963, one of them being Prestwick, Um, of course, the original site of the Open Championship. And a design from old Tom Morris, who moved there uh, in 1851 from St. Andrews, moved to the west coast of Scotland to design, take care of, etc. Preswick Golf Club, just 12 holes in its earliest incarnation. But I mention that, of course, because that is part of something that is labeled the old Tom Morris Golf Trail. That was just established in 2021. I'm scratching my head to think why it took so long for somebody smart enough to come up with this concept because as historic figures, revered figures go in the game, uh, they probably don't come much stronger, more iconic than old Tom Morris and the greatest beard in the history of golf. But, you know, there you go. The caretaker of the old course, uh, the, uh, the open champion on multiple occasions. Uh, Of course, father of young Tom, who was maybe the greatest open champion uh, ever. And old Tom was a serious golf course architect. Um, Obviously, you know, very primitive means of constructing courses back in the day, but most of what he did was on sand. Uh, The features were easy to mold. And um, yeah, go visit that one. Um, I know I have a website for that oldtommorristrail.com and there's 18 different sites some that you're very familiar with uh, such as royal dornick such as the old course at st andrews which he helped revise uh, Carnoustie, uh, not as much but he did have a hand in a little bit of that mirrorfield <laughs> yes the honorable company of edinburgh golfers a uh, tough one to get on to but it's possible North Berwick again, uh, not the original design from old Tom, but but he uh, he tweaked it a little bit. Of course Prestwick, Macrahanish uh, and and uh, and several others, including some that you probably never even heard of. But yeah, if you're gonna play a pay a pilgrimage and go see the old course and go worship at the altar of Old Tom, there's 18 different courses uh, on this trail that at least you can say, hey, uh, I got a feel for the man and his architecture.
1: Perhaps a different way that you could approach to a your golf trip to Scotland if you were looking, you know, whether you go by region or however you may have wanted to design your trip, uh, there's another another avenue that you can take to uh, really follow, follow in the footsteps of somebody who's... There's not many people that have contributed more to the game of golf than old Tom.
0: You know, uh, another trail that came up just a couple of years ago is one that's intrigued me, uh, and that it would be the Florida Historic Golf Trail. And again, it's uh, really kind of a loose amalgamation of Florida's old public access golf courses. Um, But for one-stop shopping, I think it brings some surprises to many people that think about Florida golf as being so modern and especially all the PGA tour sites or the top 100 type courses, but, uh, Florida golf dates back a hundred years. And there were a lot of famous architects that actually toiled in Florida, including Donald Ross and several of his golf courses, uh, many of which, the features have been retained, are on this list. William Flynn, of course, Shinnecock Hills and Philadelphia Country Club and Cherry Hills. William Flynn designed several Florida courses. Again, not too much of his architecture is left at those, but hey, if you're going to pay homage and you want to check something off, see what became of it, that sort of thing, there are those courses. But just the fact that So many of these old style courses have such an amazing sense of place. And you think about Florida a hundred years ago or 70 years ago or something. And um, many of these are well worth a play, whether you're an architecture connoisseur um, or whether you're just a traveling golfer that appreciates something a little more low key. So uh, I would definitely find the Florida Historic Golf Trail. Uh, I think by my count, I've played 11 courses on the trail, which is was a surprising number because there are more than 50 of them. And, um, you know, again, it's great weather uh, for those uh, fall, winter, spring months, and um, some courses that, uh, you know, have some history, too. One of the courses on the list, uh, kind of a personal favorite, the Ponte Vedra Inn and Club. And uh, that was Herbert Strong Design, uh, who did Canterbury and Engineers, among other courses. And they were supposed to host the 1939 Ryder Cup. They had the f- most prominent island green in all of golf. And, um, and and rumor has it that that's where Pete and Alice got their idea for the 17th hole at TPC Sawgrass. Bobby Weed's done some terrific renovations at Ponte Vedra Club. And um some things still ongoing. But again, it just gives you an example of something great, historic, architecturally significant. And it's just one of the courses that are part of the Florida Historic Golf Trail. And that program is affiliated with the Department of State uh, in Florida, Division of Historical Resources. So it it's not just, you know, a marketer's idea. It is affiliated with the state. Hey we got a lot of great courses, but we've got some under-the-radar cool old courses to come see them and play them.
1: Just as I continue to search, I find more. Uh, There's the Vancouver Island Golf Trail in Canada, and that's made up of 13 golf courses spread out over 155 miles. Uh, Well,
0: Al, Al, yeah, you've embarrassed me a little bit. I've done that trail, and I've actually (laughs) done as a trail yeah yeah it was probably uh man i'm going back 10 maybe 15 years and it's wonderful absolutely gorgeous country gorgeous scenery um and it has to do really with vancouver island um, as opposed to specifically the city of vancouver but uh man oh man lots of good fun and scenery up in that part of the world uh, west coast of canada i think you've had some experience with that so uh, yes, yes, a hearty recommendation from here on uh, on that v- particular Vancouver golf trail.
1: I haven't been that far out west in Canada, but that right there gives me a reason to. So there's plenty of ways that you could do this kind of on your own too. Um, I know that links we've we've done a several articles, you know, highlighting golf courses along a trail of a different kind there's the Kentucky bourbon trail and there's all these food trails where you can tie golf courses to them and kind of make your own itinerary that way. Um, You could do it like you did like the Pete dye trail, in Indiana. You could kind of do, you know, a different golf architect in a particular place, North Carolina here. You could do the, the, a Donald Ross trail and try to play the public Donald Ross courses that are here. And, and certainly you'll knock, a few of those off at at Pinehurst but got the Omni Grove Park in you've got pine needles there in pine in southern pines as well uh Linville Golf Club Wilmington Municipal uh mm-hmm. Ashboro Municipal Pinecrest uh there are lots where you could kind of develop your own version of a golf trail somewhere else uh as well uh, any any ideas pop into your head Joe about you know making a trail in your own right
0: yeah i mean al that's the thing that's that was the premise of the golf trail was to attract an individual to come play a bunch of courses you know for whatever reason whether it was alabama uh looking to change the perception as a uh, as a state itself you know where vacationers should go but for course connoisseurs for people that love golf architecture golf history and everything else you know you're exactly right a trail could just be a very loose term in a way of grouping golf courses that you say i want to play them all i want to check them off you know one of the one of the things i remember compiling a few years back was a tiger woods golf trail you know now tiger the architect has enough golf courses where he could probably do his own trail but most of those are private but in terms of a Tiger Trail, where he's won significant tournaments, and that you yourself could go play and just follow in those footsteps, you know, again, you have uh, can't start at Augusta necessarily. <laughs> Not too many people get onto Augusta National that I know. And if you are, by the way, let me know and I'll uh, I'll come join you. Um, but you know, there were others such as Bay Hill such as the TPC Sawgrass Stadium course, such as Cog Hill, number four, outside of Chicago, where Tiger, Tiger won several times. Uh, Doral's Blue Monster course is a Trump property these days. Tiger won there a number of times. So, um, yeah, you, you have these courses. La Costa, out in California, which is just about to undergo a Gil Hance redo Tiger won at La Costa several times. So, uh, if you're just collecting tiger places and where tiger's influence was strong, that you can actually play, there's a trail out there for you.
1: I guess you can't really ever complete the tiger trail unless you do uh, find yourself at Augusta, the true tiger tale, as they say.
0: Well, and there's another one that you can play called the old course in scotland and he won there twice so that wouldn't be a bad way to finish off a tiger trail trip
1: and you can knock out two trails at once doing that so there you go perfect what trails did we miss what what should be a trail that isn't that we didn't talk about we'd love to hear your feedback on any of those things uh hope you learned something from this conversation today Uh, i think Joe and I both learned a few things about it. So this was a good one. Thanks, Joe, for your time.
0: Absolutely, Al. Look forward to the next one.
1: See you then.